Hi there, this is Erin Nicole, and you're listening to the Move Happy Movement podcast. On this show, I interview people from all over the world. Sometimes I do sermons from the divine. In our household, we worship the Holy Trinity, Father of all of us, His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I share music with you that He inspires through me in a variety of genres to help empower you to find happiness from within. This is a mental health tool in your toolbox. I was uh, handling some business today and reviewing a previous podcast episode and the Holy Spirit revealed to me the topic. I don't pre-plan these things. The topic is called Die to Self. So the first thing that came to mind was that was, that was what uh, Jesus said. When he roamed the earth, you have to die to yourself. Follow me. You lose yourself. Follow me and I will direct you to the Father. He showed us how to live a perfect life. Many people try to cover up his, his very existence. So if they can get you to, to not believe that he is even real, then they've already won against you believing that he could have performed miracles on the earth. But the thing about it is, there are over 2 billion citizens of the world, if you look it up online, that believe in Christ and identify as Christians or Catholics. And there are many that also believe that Jesus Christ was a real human being that have other faith systems as well. And I'm not sure if that research is available online or not but I do know here in the United States we use the calendar based on the BC and the AD that is directly connected to Jesus Christ whether you want to believe that or not I had listened to this audiobook uh, maybe about a week ago I had gotten it from the library highly recommend it it's called Killing Jesus it is from a historical standpoint and he cites all his sources talks about the the power of Caesar at the time and uh, Cleopatra and all kinds of scandalous things going on in the world. Pretty much the same as what's going on in the world today. Nothing is new. The only new thing is that we've got advanced technologies, but I think that we repeat patterns of the past and then some evil person has demonic spirits that gets them to, you know, works. demonic spirits work through humans and animals. That's, that's how they work. And uh, I believe some evil, real super evil person, they convince all their evil friends to, you know, burn all the books, change all the history, and then just wipe off, wipe out the face of the earth as many as possible. And so there's believers that survive it because the Holy Spirit protects his chosen children. And then there's, you know, evil in the world and whatnot. And then we start the cycle all over. Again, that's, that's what I believe because it talks about in the Old Testament, it talks about the Tower of Babel and they were a highly intelligent society. They had advanced technologies. They believed they could get to heaven without any connection to, to God. They thought they could do it on their own. So God caused confusion on them on purpose and he divided all the languages in the earth. 
He created the separation of communications on purpose. God created confusion on purpose. <clears throat> He's sending me to Exodus 34. No one is to come with you or be seen anywhere on the mountain, not even the flocks and herds may graze in front of the mountain. So Moses chiseled out two stone tablets like the first ones and went up Mount Sinai early in the morning as the Lord had commanded him. And he carried the two stone tablets in his hands. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name, the Lord. As he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation. Moses bowed to the ground at once and worshipped, O Lord. If I have found favor in your eyes, he said, then let the Lord go with us. Although this is a stiff-necked people, forgive our wickedness and our sin, and take us as your inheritance. Then the Lord said, I am making a covenant with you. Before all your people, I will do wonders, never before done in any nation in all the world. The people you live among will see how awesome is the work that I, the Lord, will do for you. Obey what I command you today. I will drive out before you the Amorites, Canaanites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Be careful not to make a treaty with those who live in the land where you are going, or they will be a snare among you. Break down their altars, smash their, sac stake, excuse me, smash their sacred stones, and cut down their Asherah poles. Do not worship any other god, for the Lord, whose name is jealous, is a jealous God. Be careful not to make a treaty with those who live in the land, for when they prostitute themselves to their gods and sacrifice to them, they will invite you, and you will eat their sacrifices. And when you choose some of their daughters as wives for your sons, and those daughters prostitute themselves to their gods, they will lead your sons to do the same. Do not make cast idols. Celebrate the Feast of Unleavened Bread. For seven days, eat bread made without yeast, as I commanded you. Do this at the appointed time in the month of Abib, for in that month you came out of Egypt. The first offspring of every womb belongs to me, including all the firstborn males of your livestock, whether from herd or flock. Redeem the firstborn donkey with a lamb, but if you do not redeem it, break its neck. Redeem all your firstborn sons. No one is to appear before me empty-handed. Six days you shall labor, but on the seventh day you shall rest, even during the plowing season and harvest. You must rest. Celebrate the Feast of Weeks with the first fruits of the wheat, harvest, and the Feast of In-Gathering at the turn of the year. Three times a year all your men are to appear before the Sovereign Lord, the God of Israel. I will drive out nations before you and enlarge your territory, and no one will covet your land when you go up three times each year to appear before the Lord your God. Do not offer the blood of a sacrifice to me, along with anything containing yeast, and do not let 
any of the sacrifice from the Passover feast remain until morning. Bring the best of the first fruits of your soil to the house of the Lord your God. Do not cook a young goat in its mother's milk. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write down these words, for in accordance with these words I have made a covenant with you and with Israel. Moses was there with the Lord forty days and forty nights without eating bread or drinking water. And he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments, the radiant face of Moses. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, his face was radiant, and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them. So Aaron and all the leaders of the community came back to him, and he spoke to them. Afterward, all the Israelites came near him, and he gave them all the commands the Lord had given him on Mount Sinai. When Moses finished speaking to them, he put a veil over his face. But whenever he entered the Lord's presence to speak with them, he removed the veil until he came out. And when he came out and told the Israelites what he had been commanded, they saw that his face was radiant. Then Moses would put the veil back over his face until he went in to speak with the Lord. You must die to yourself and follow. Follow the commandments. Those are actually the Ten Commandments laid out for us in the United States in our beginning histories. Um, there's a great book I was gifted from the author. He was a minister, and um, sadly he passed away shortly after I met him, but he gifted me his book called Great Men Bow Down. I highly recommend you order a copy if it's still available online. It outlines many men in our history, not just in America, um, successful leaders and demonstrating how they helped change the world for the better, what they were known for. There was one in particular, I don't have the book in front of me, but there was one in particular that had made, I want to say like over $4 billion and he had given like 90% of his money away or something. He gave a lot of his money away to help other people. And I thought, wow, wouldn't that be amazing if I could be a lender and not a borrower? You have to die to yourself in order to be able to do that. I grew up in a, a very low-income area, a very high-crime area, with two parents that, you know, loved each other as best they could. They were committed. They'd been married for a long time before I was born. But they sacrificed their income. Mom stayed at home to raise us. They were very old school when it came to that. Um, Mom had worked a little bit, I think, when my oldest sibling was born at the credit union. And then as the appointments for doctors and things like that, you know, we get random sicknesses and whatnot, um, they had conversations and they decided together that they would trust each other and dad would be the financial um, person and mom would be the saver and she would be the person that would take us to our appointments and um, would be there for us. We had breakfast every morning with our daily bread 
and she'd read us scriptures. It wasn't an option growing up um, until elementary school was done, and then in junior high we got more autonomy. We were allowed to have choices at that point. Um, they were very strong in their beliefs in raising children scripture like in the scriptures um it says in proverbs somewhere let's see let's see if i can find it the lord's telling me 27 so we'll see if see if it's out and they go um I don't see it, but it says it in multiple areas. I mean, this isn't exactly what I was looking for, but twenty-seven seventeen Proverbs, it says, iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another, getting, getting us plugged in to... Uh, Sunday school classes, and um, they had an Awana program when I was in elementary. Uh, we were homeschooled, and so getting into after-school activities and homeschool programs helped me to socialize with other kids. Um, we were members of the YMCA. Mom got us a free membership because she taught swimming lessons. They, back in the day, made you work for your membership if you were low-income. If you had some buy-in in it, then you showed up, you took your kids there and whatnot. Now they just, I think, give you a discount. I don't know, it's been a long time. Uh, but it was a great program. They had three days, three, I think it was three days a week there. It was, you were either swimming in the pool with licensed uh, and swim instructors. You were doing gymnastics, um, all kinds of things in the gymnastics room. They had the the floor, they had the low beam, the high beam, they had the uneven bars, they had the rings, they had this like foam pit thing that you could like use a rope swing and jump into and a trampoline to work on doing flips and stuff. Um, and we got to watch the older athletes doing their competitive gymnastics uh, workouts and trainings and whatnot. Um, Sometimes we were in the gym. I didn't really like the gym so much because I wasn't super into all the bald sports being left-handed and in a right-handed world. It was just kind of awkward for me, but important foundational skills to learn how to, you know, kick a soccer ball and shoot hoops and things like that. And, um, youth group in junior high was big. Youth group at the church once a week, and then there was after-school youth group program that Bill Abston had started I think it was in seventh and eighth grade might have been eighth and ninth it was for a couple of years it was somewhere in Puyallup there was this athletic complex there and um, he was the he was the principal I want to say or assistant principal at Life Center's school there I think it's called Life Christian in Tacoma Washington and my cousins lived in Tacoma, and my, my aunt was a big um, Sunday school leader and prayer warrior and whatnot. She was very well connected, so I'm, I'm certain she said, hey, they got this thing going on in Puyallup you might want to take the kids to, because it was fun. They had laser tag there, and 
all kinds of fun things. There was a basketball court. There was uh, a big trampoline area with a covered net to keep us, you know, in case we bounced too high to keep us from, you know, breaking our legs and stuff. And they did a lesson. They did some sort of a sermon there and taught us life lectures. I remember hearing his testimony, Bob Abston. He used to ride motorcycles and he was into all kinds of risky business. And uh, he came to find the Lord and gave his life to Christ and started using motorcycles and all the risky behavior to teach at-risk youth to not get into those kinds of things and to teach them what it can get them into and whatnot. And he married uh, Mrs. Abston. Um, I forget her first name, but Jill was uh, one of her kids. They had like three or four kids. And uh, he just happened to be the cousin to Jim Caviezel, who was the main actor in The uh, Passion. And in the latest movie this last year, The Sound of Freedom movie, with uh, the whole thing about child abductions being real, truthful, and laid out, it was it was well done. It was it was hard to watch, but important to watch, because child abuse is common, but it shouldn't be acceptable. And I decided in 2018 because the Lord told me to. He told me very specifically that I was going to be the person to help people with depression, that I was going to help people in the world. I was the person to help bring them off of the ledge. And I didn't know exactly what it meant, but I knew I had my clear first steps. He gave me my three pillars of my business. I had a different business name at the time. He said, nope, your new business name is Move Happy. Mindset, Community, Fitness. You're going to have an annual event. It's going to be a variety of speakers, a variety of musicians, a variety of faith systems all under one roof, worshiping, praising, and sharing their victories to help people with depression not commit suicide. That was right after my call to the 1-800 number and spoke to my angel because I had a birth control implant that had completely caused me to lose all rational thought. And I couldn't stop these suicidal thoughts in my mind. It was so powerful. My mind had split from rational and irrational. And the irrational part took over from the medication in the birth control implant. And you want to tell me that the jab doesn't have nanobot technologies? They've been doing it for a long time. Population control is real. But the Holy Spirit is more powerful if he lives and breathes inside you. And I'm grateful that the angels were available, that my phone worked to call that line. And my angel, I believe his name was Michael, he started coaching me, encouraging me to get the next steps for my business, to focus on that. That day I died to myself completely because I had struggled off and on for 18 years. I'm a survivor of childhood abuse, of every single abuse. Emotional, sexual, physical, verbal, and neglect. It was really bad from three to five. And I have some memories at seven years old. I remember gaining a lot of weight when I was nine on purpose, so I wouldn't be attractive to my abuser, my family member. 
It's very common when I started reading in the research after graduate school. We had a suicide in our family. I was a stepmom. We weren't officially married, but we were cohabitating long enough that I basically earned that title. And she was dating a man at first year in college, and she was in high school. She had broken up with him. He tried to get back with her. And he killed himself because she refused to get back with him. She had gotten baptized. She was starting to focus on her faith. And she, I don't know what she said to him. I don't know. That's between her and him. But he ended his life and it impacted me and my thought patterns. And we all started struggling. We all started getting into church together as a family. I had five part-time jobs around that time. And I still couldn't pay my student loans, so there was financial stress. And my partner wasn't stepping up as a man, should, in my opinion. He kept expecting me to do more and more and more and more and more and wasn't paying for anything. I was paying bills, I was working, I was hustling, and dealing with the emotional everything of his teenagers, his daughters. Because he had made a poor financial decision bought a big house, didn't listen to me, and we lost it when Obama was in office. He had to have his parents write a $40,000 check when I got accepted into graduate school, and he lost my $500 of rent, and his renters that were renting the house that we lived in at that time, he lost their rent. They just skipped out of town. <clears throat> he stretched himself too thin and we had a real bad recession and all of the housing market went under and I was dealing with his stress I'm a very empathic person if I'm around people that are anxious and depressed whatever I just absorb their emotions so I have to spend a lot of time alone because I do bring healing to people just by being around them. But it means that I lose that energy out of me. So I have to be very intentional with who I spend my time with. And I learned a lot in that relationship. He wasn't my person. That's why he's in the past. I died to myself in 2018. And I never looked back. I never had any self-harm thoughts. I had to fake it a couple times in the last three years of this contest. We're five days out from a big post. I've been in a three-year, very political competition, very lots of money. The richest of the richest people wanted me to be in their cult, wanted me to be on their team and work under another person that was a nurse because the medical controls the earth. Because that is pure evil from the enemy where lots and lots of money is being made. The Lord has had enough of that. It's time for the medical to get back into the church. In the Old Testament, it speaks very specifically about the spiritual leaders being the inspectors of people's medical conditions, especially skin conditions of whether people were considered clean or unclean. I am your global ambassador for mental health, and I am your chief spiritual officer of the United States. That's what the Lord told me. I've had to deal with a bunch of the richest of the richest 
people that don't have morals, ethics, and if they thought that they did, they used to. They forgot all about them in the last three years. I've been dealing with a bunch of cheaters, and I don't compete with cheaters. We kick cheaters out of competitions, and we keep moving forward. I received protections, presidential level, in 2020. The entire Blackwater alumni group swore to protect me. They on purpose sent me to Trump's team. He denied who he worked for. I only met two guys. I spent two months with him. We rolled together. He kept me alive. He built up my resiliency muscles. He didn't judge me, even though I had been forced into homelessness because of the pandemic, because of my boss not following the COVID rules of traveling and refusing to get COVID tested. My internship, I had expanded Move Happy across three continents. It shut down instantly because of that man's decision to not get COVID tested. And he was traveling when he shouldn't have been. His family made $50,000 a month minimum. And he let me go with zero severance and zero notice. And I should have been a W-2 employee. He was breaking a lot of laws in America. It is what it is. The team knows his name. And we all have to speak to the maker on our death day. None of us know when that is. None of us are guaranteed tomorrow. So you might as well live full and die empty. I died to myself in 2018. I was tired of having those self-harm thoughts control me anytime I'd get too stressed out. So I made a decision, and I asked the Father to heal me completely, and He did. And He opened up the floodgates of heaven and showed me that I have the gift of prophecy. I knew I had visions. I had special visions of the future, but I didn't know what to call it when I was 14 years old because I was living under my parents' household, and my, my father was very depressed, and he never got any help for it. Fathers are very powerful in regards to setting the tone for your household. So if you're a father listening to this, and you struggle with depression, get help. And talk to your family about it. Encourage your family to get help as well if you think that they might need it, because your kids are learning from you. You are the role model. And help could mean a bunch of different things. It could mean getting private one-on-one therapy. It could mean signing up for group therapy at your church and paying, you know, like a $20 textbook fee or whatever. Um, if you're going through a divorce, they have divorce care. If you're going through, you know, you're a widow or a widower, they have that. If you're having an addiction, they have uh, recovery programs. It doesn't have to be in a church, though. It can be in your community. Um, they usually have scaled options based on your income level, if you don't have insurance. Um, I've gotten free therapy many times, and right now I'm getting free because I lost my job because of a car accident, and I was fully insured, and it wasn't my fault. But insurance companies haven't paid out anything. I hired lawyers, but they dropped me after a week and a half, lying to me in email, and everything's been traced and printed. They said they didn't reach out to the businesses. They did. The businesses... I made friends with them because I sent them thank you cards for helping fix my car. I, ha I have been refused medical treatment. I have bone on bone in my spine. I've had that since 2015 and I told that to the lawyers. I told that to the insurance people and I lost my job because of it. 
That's how bad America is right now. And I know I'm not the only one. But I have to speak the truth to you. You have to die to yourself. This mission that he assigned me to, I believe in it so wholeheartedly. I'm 19 days away from being homeless for the fourth time in three years because of this pandemic. And because people have blocked me on purpose from making money because I refused to join their deep state Illuminati cult. They worship Satan. They sacrifice children in private. Epstein Island wasn't the first one. They've been doing it for 1,600 years. The Lord reveals things to me. It's been very frustrating that America on the front is in God we trust. But there's all these evil people that get away with doing whatever they want. Not for long. Not for long. The Lord is sending me to Numbers 17.9. So this says, the budding of Aaron's staff. Okay. So verse 9. Then Moses brought out all the staffs from the Lord's presence to all the Israelites. They looked at them, and each man took his own staff. The Lord said to Moses, put back Aaron's staff in front of the testimony to be kept as a sign to the rebellious. This will put an end to their grumbling against me so that they will not die. Moses did just as the Lord commanded him. The Israelites said to Moses, We will die. We are lost. We are all lost. Anyone who even comes near the tabernacle of the Lord will die. Are we all going to die? Duties and priests and Levites. Duties of priests and Levites. Chapter 18. The Lord said to Aaron, You, your sons, and your father's family are to bear the responsibility for offenses against the sanctuary. And you and your sons alone are to bear the responsibility for offenses against the priesthood. Bring your fellow Levites from your ancestral tribe to join you and assist you when you and your sons minister before the tent of the testimony. They are to be responsible to you and are to perform all the duties of the tent. But they must not go near the furnishings of the sanctuary or the altar, or both they and you will die. They are to join you and be responsible for the care of the tent of meeting all the work of the tent all the work at the tent and no one else may come near where you are you are to be responsible for the care of the sanctuary and the altar so that wrath will not fall on the israelites again i myself have selected your fellow levites from among the israelites as a gift to you dedicated to the lord to do the work at the tent of meeting but only you and your sons may serve as priests in connection with everything at the altar and inside the curtain. I am giving you the service of the priesthood as a gift. Anyone else who comes near the sanctuary must be put to death. Then the Lord said to Aaron, I myself have put you in charge of the offerings presented to me. All the holy offerings the Israelites give me, I give to you and your sons as your portion and regular share. You are to have the part of the most holy offerings that is kept from the fire. From all the gifts they bring me as most holy offerings, whether grain or sin or guilt offerings, that part belongs to you and your sons. Eat it as something most holy. Every male shall eat it. You must regard it as holy. This also is yours. Whatever is set aside from the gifts of all the wave offerings of the Israelites. I give this to you and your sons and daughters as your regular share. Everyone in your household who is ceremonially clean may eat it. I give you 
all the finest olive oil and all the finest new wine and grain they give the Lord as the firstfruits of their harvest. All the land's firstfruits that they bring to the Lord will be yours. Everyone in your household who is ceremonially clean may eat it. Everything in Israel that is devoted to the Lord is yours. The first offspring of every womb, both man and animal, that is offered to the Lord is yours. But, but you must redeem every firstborn son and every firstborn male of unclean animals. When they are a month old, you must redeem them at the redemption price set at five shekels of silver, according to the sanctuary shekel, which weighs twenty geras. <clears throat> but you must not redeem the firstborn of an ox, a sheep, or a goat. They are holy. Sprinkle their blood on the altar and burn their fat as an offering made by fire, an aroma pleasing to the Lord. Their meat is to be yours, just as the breast of the wave offering and the right thigh are yours. Whatever is set aside from the holy offerings the Israelites present to the Lord, I give to you and your sons and daughters as your regular share. It is an everlasting covenant of salt before the Lord for both you and your offspring. The Lord said to Aaron, You will have no inheritance in their land, nor will you have any share among them. I am your share and your inheritance among the Israelites. I give to the Levites all the tithes in Israel as their inheritance in return for the work they do while serving at the tent of meeting. From now on, the Israelites must not go near the tent of meeting, or they will bear the consequences of their sin and will die. It is the Levites who are to do the work at the tent of meeting and bear the responsibility for offenses against it. This is a lasting ordinance for the generations to come. They will receive no inheritance among the Israelites. Instead, I give to the Levites as their inheritance the tithes that the Israelites present as an off offering to the Lord. That is why I said concerning them, they will have no inheritance among the Israelites. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Levites and say to them, When you receive from the Israelites the tithe I give you as your inheritance, you must present a tenth of that tithe. As the Lord's offering, your offering will be reckoned to you as grain from the threshing floor or juice from the winepress. In this way, you will also present an offering to the Lord from all the tithes you receive from the Israelites. From these tithes, you must give the Lord's portion to Aaron, the priest. You must present as the Lord's portion the best and holiest part of everything given to you. Say to the Levites, when you present the best part, it will be reckoned to you as the product of the threshing floor or the wine press. You and your households may eat the rest of it anywhere, for it is your wages for the work at the tent of meeting. By presenting the best part of it, you will not be guilty in this matter. Then you will not defile the holy offerings of the Israelites, and you will not die. So that was a lot. That was a lot. That was why Jesus is called the kins kinsman redeemer, because he became the final sacrifice for all of us. He was the firstborn, the onlyborn of the Father. He lived a perfect life. He showed everybody how we are supposed to live. 
and then they killed him in the worst possible way. And who is they? The richest of the richest people. The religious leaders that were working with government officials that were profiting off of lying to the poor. The same thing is happening today. Nothing is new in the world. Sin repeats patterns. The enemy repeats patterns. That old adage, uh, don't, oh, what is the old adage? Something about don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Well, it is broken. It's very broken. And people continue believing in the patterns of the lies of the enemy. As I was reading the last few verses, what was reminded to me, and I believe the Father desires for me to share it with you, um, earlier this year, I was a nanny for uh, this time for a woman going through a divorce, four-year process, divorce, veteran spouse, very, very stressful situation. Um, I believed in her stories in the beginning, and so I worked for her. She showed me photos of getting her face punched, and she said that uh, he beat her, and she gave me a real good story. But then I started paying attention to her actions versus her words, and she was angry at everybody, and she had a problem with the school. She had a problem with the doctors. She had a problem with everyone. She wanted me there all the time. She wanted to move me in. She wanted to spend all the time with me. She wanted to pay for my gym membership. But then she wanted me to be her personal trainer. She wanted me to come check in on the puppy when it was my off week, last minute. And she was already out of town because she was on a date over the weekend telling me she was not giving her body away to men. Telling me a good story that she was a woman of the church and she was a Romanian Jew and she did this and that and everything that was going wrong was her ex's fault. And as I started paying attention to things, her kids liked me a lot. Her eldest daughter would call me on my off weeks or text me and that let me know that I was a trustworthy adult for her but I needed healthy boundaries. I wasn't getting good sleep because she had me working all kinds of hours. 96 hours one week, 72 hours another week. It was good money but I needed work-life balance and uh, I had worked with a gentleman in, in 2020 that had lost his son to suicide and I believe the Lord sent me on purpose to help her to get intel on what was going on because she's got four different lawsuits against like the government. She, she was getting rent free for three years, $2,500 of rent for free. And when she cheated on her husband and got him kicked out of the military after she got caught and he punched her after she punched him, it was like just anger and all kinds of things and not using the church in, in bad ways and being a very poor example to the kids that just have to be there. They can't control what their parents do. Now, I worked with a gentleman uh, about a year and a half. He gave me a year and a half. He gave me two years, so I wasn't exactly sure when his son died. But I do know with 100% confidence that his son killed himself because of the strain of the relationship of the parents in the divorce process. And this woman that I worked for refused to admit that her daughter needed therapy, counseling. Absolutely not. My daughter doesn't need that. And I'm like, well, 
You moved brand new boyfriend in after one date, and now she's yelling at me at the top of her lungs. When last week, she was perfectly fine hanging out with me. She was calling me in my off weeks. She's yelling at me because she's confused about the leadership in the household. Uh, Mother was MIA the whole time I worked there without boyfriend. She didn't want anything to do with her kids. I checked homework. I ate meals with them. Uh, Sometimes she cooked dinner because I'm not the greatest cook, but easy meals like lunches and things like that. I checked their homework. I drove them to and from school. I drove them to their after school activities. That was why she wanted me to move in because she wanted to make money and she's good at it. She's very good with computers. She helped me change my laptop password when these evil deep state people blocked me from logging in on my computer because I was writing my book, my autobiography. They've been very evil to me over the last three years. And I told her that. I said, I can't even access my businesses at all because they've changed my password on my laptop. She goes, gave it over to me. And she helped me change my password. She did a good thing for me. She didn't have to do that. But then things went sour really quickly. She ran out of money. And instead of telling me, hey, I ran out of money. I'm sorry, but I'm needing to make some, some cuts here and there. She just prostituted her boyfriend for my job with no notice and stopped all communications. I was a W-2 employee. Like, I've had really bad bosses I've worked for in the last three years. It's been horrible, but I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot from these situations of how I will lead differently. Some good things, but most of them has been terrible. Um, I believe the Lord sent me on purpose to protect those girls because after she stopped communications, the Lord told me to go over to her ex's house. I said, I don't want to go over there. But I'm obedient. He leads my life, and he's never steered me wrong. I've survived 63 death attempts from this deep state Illuminati since 2018. So I trust when the Lord tells me to do something. So I went over to X's house because I would drive. I was a transportation. They didn't have any communications at all. They used to have officers of the military escorting the kids to and from parents' house. It was real bad in the beginning. So... I, I went over there and I knocked on the door and he answered the door and then all of a sudden her eldest daughter comes around the corner and I said hi um, this is really awkward for me but I said I'm very spiritually connected to the divine and he told me to come over here I don't really know what's going on but I'm their nanny she stopped all communications with me he said yeah um, he says can I talk to you later on tonight and he said a few more things and Uh, Her eldest daughter took my photo without my permission. She said she was taking a selfie. Uh, She wasn't. She texted her mother right away my photo and because she's protective of her mother. She's had to be because her mother is a liar and a deceiver and she she tells her all kinds of things. I found out later on that evening that he told me that the reason what she gave to him was that I was no longer the nanny because I hacked into her Amazon account. This lady is a master manipulator. And she has no idea how she is harming her children's mental well-being. And I told him, I said, I'm not going to reach out to the girls. And I'm not going to reach out to you unless you ask me to. But um, I just want them to know she gave zero notice. And the girls didn't even get a chance to say goodbye to me. If they desire to reach out, um, I'll give you my number and they can call me or text anytime. But I'm in the middle of applying for jobs because she left me stranded with zero notice zero severance and owes me $11,400 according to our contract he said you're not the first person she's done this to she ex uh, she had a 
previous nannies deported because they weren't Americans. She's not a good person. She's got mental illness and I believe some demonic spirits in her. And she invited me to church. You got to be on guard. Even people that go to church can have demonic spirits within them. And he told me she's got a borderline personality disorder. I had never worked with someone like that before. I prefer not to ever work with someone like that ever again. He told me she left a loaded gun in the house on the floor two years before I met her. Had the authorities put her in prison as a criminal for leaving a loaded gun with children unattended. She was in the bathtub upstairs and he wasn't at the house. He was working or he was wherever. He came in the house and he saw the loaded gun and the girls, nine and three. Could have gotten a hold of it, could have had an accident, or could have shot him as he walked in. I saw how she manipulated the FaceTime calls on uh, they they called him twice a week when they were at her house and she would mute the phone she would mute it and then she would say I want you to talk about this ask him these questions so the girls couldn't even have a regular relationship with him and he adopted her eldest daughter because of lies she said about the first husband she's repeating patterns of the past that's mental illness and it's manipulation and her children are at risk for harming themselves her eldest she refused to get her therapy. She needs it. She needs it. I I was like, I need therapy after working with you. <laughs> and that's no shame about that. If you have borderline personality disorder, I'm sure there's a spectrum, just like there's a spectrum with depression, just like there's a spectrum with autism. We're all uniquely defined. Um, but uh, we have gun laws in place for a reason for kids. And it might not be a big deal for her. And that's what she told me. Oh, some silly little gun law, blah, blah, blah. She had no idea that she had done anything wrong. That's what she told me. That's how casual she was about it. So I didn't think anything of it. I'm glad I went over there. The Lord saved me from moving in there. I literally had given my, my current um, landlord notice a few months ago when I worked for her. I was trying to give her notice. But then I was like, she's not following through with what she's telling me. She's telling me things and she's just like flaking out on everything she's saying. So I don't really trust her. But one day she said, give your landlord notice. I'm moving you in. Give her notice. Give her the 30 days. So she's a deceiver. She owes me money. And I'm like, all right, Lord, what is the purpose of all this? I think the purpose was to protect the girls and to demonstrate to the world that no matter if I work with one kid, two kids, or a billion kids, I will protect kids that I suspect are being abused and neglected because I'm a survivor of it. It's the right thing to do. You're supposed to report to CPS or in our state it's called DCS. And I had heard that many of these people from the deep state Illuminati are harming kids. They're abducting them from the DC, DCS. C uh, CPS organizations. They're called different things in different areas. So I did a ride along uh, about two weeks ago and uh, with the police department of my county and we sure enough confirmed it. This woman was concerned about her son, her middle school son was skipping school and the authorities came to present her with information and they said if you don't give us the information on why he's not at school 
you might be at risk for him uh, for you losing parenting rights and she started crying and she said that she had been trafficked and I believe her because she seemed very sincere I don't know her story it was a one-time interaction and so uh, that confirmed though my prayers to the father above I said father if I report to CPS it's abuse on both both parents sides then he lose not him but his father who was suspected so I said if I report it then they go into foster care and I already knew that foster care is max capacity they don't have enough foster parents to take care of kids I tried to be a foster parent last year after these evil Illuminati people forced me to separate from my husband death threats they tried to kill us on American soil and my husband protected me and covered me. I had to move out of our house. And he never divorced me. He never met me in court, although he told me he wanted a divorce. It was very confusing. Very confusing. When I tried to be a foster parent and they said, because you're not divorced, we can't let you. So I tried to do that, but obviously the Lord didn't want me to, to do that. So you die to self. He will use you how he decides to use you in his perfect timing, not ours. So I'm trusting we've got five days left of this contract, this three-year contract. All Blackwater leaders, the top dogs signed together with the deep state Illuminati to get it make it look so believable they traced it all for three years on Trump's side they didn't tell Biden's side because they didn't trust them and I'm glad because half of them got bought out they paid Biden's guy that came to my house over a million dollars to have him ask me to perform oral sex in the middle of the day in public on a fake date when he shouldn't have wasted my time in the first place. He shouldn't have offered to help me in the first place. I've had a deal with disgusting men my whole life. We are five days away from signing contracts of a peace treaty. I've been blocked from making money for three years and all of these nasty people have profited off of it. They're either going to go to prison or they're going to meet their maker. And if anyone tries to delay it, all of those people will be killed. That's what the Lord said. No one is to delay this meeting. It will be done. You will see a post on all major social media channels for all the presidents, all the first ladies that are alive today. Beyonce, Jay-Z, Tony Robbins, Sage Robbins, my pastors Joel and Victoria Osteen, <clears throat> Oprah Winfrey my mom if she wants to be in the photo if my husband is allowed to and if he desires to be in the photo he will be the US Marine veteran that was a part of the original Move Happy program he told me to keep sharing it his voice I was reminded of on that suicide hotline call in 2018 and I spoke it to my angel Michael I said these are the things he told me. He told me I'd be on stage one day, that I was just as good as Pastor Joel Osteen, that I was just as good as Ellen DeGeneres and Oprah Winfrey, that I would be speaking on big stages like that. 
were five days away. He spoke it. He spoke life into me. When I worked in a psychiatric hospital and I developed five alternative therapies in less than 12 months. I am your global mental health ambassador and chief spiritual officer with my husband by my side. He owns everything of mine and I own everything of his. That means that I'm the top queen of all the security of the white hats. That's right. My husband, most humble man, never admitted who he worked for. He didn't need to. He proved it through his actions. And I married him and he asked to retire. And Biden's top security man or whoever of the deep state tried to have us killed. A lot of people tried to have us killed. So that man, we're going to forgive him. The man that was paid over 800 acres. He told me a range between 800 to 850. And I looked it up online based on the geographic area he told me he had property in. And I know he does because I saw his job description pop up for a social media manager when I was living with my husband and I was looking for jobs because these idiots hit my car and caused me to get kicked off of Lyft. So I lost all my income. They tried to isolate me with him and frame us with all these January 6th nonsense. They've done all kinds of evil things. But the Lord's children are favored, highly protected, his promised children. I am a descendant of King David. I don't desire to keep my wealth. Some of it, you got to have some for emergencies. I desire to help the poor like Jesus told us to do. And Jesus will be reigning the earth for a thousand years very soon. So keep your head up if you're going through difficulties. He's coming back very soon. Yes, Father. He's sending me to the New Testament. I can't wait to see my husband. Can't wait. James. <clears throat> Three nine. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce Produce fresh water. Two kinds of wisdom. Yes, Father. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom, from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, of the devil. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure and peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. Yes, Father. 
Thank you. Thank you for this gift. Chapter 4. Submit yourselves to God. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You want something, but don't get it. You kill and covet, but you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred towards God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think scripture says without reason that the spirit he caused to live in us envies intensely? But he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Brothers, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against his brother or judges him speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and judge the one who is able to save and destroy but you who are you to judge your neighbor yes father now listen you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city spend a year there carry on business and make money why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow what is your life you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes instead you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast and brag, all such boasting is evil. Anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it, sins. That last verse I really live strongly by. It's, that's why it's been difficult. Uh, before the three-year contract, when I first launched Move Happy, I was having a difficult time on the money-making part because I help people if they ask me to. And so many people were asking for help, but they weren't paying me, and they weren't offering to pay me anything. And I wasn't valuing myself enough. So now I'm learning. I'm still learning. I think it will be an ever-growing thing, learning to raise my value of my time, my energy, my space, and learning that it's okay to say no to some people. Okay, yes, Father. Give an example. Um, there's a community member recently that's desiring to be my friend and reaching out out of the blue and was asking for a lot of things, connections, resources, all kinds of things, and wasn't giving anything in return. So I am just not responding back. I don't have to. It's not my job to respond back to people when they ask me and request things of me when I don't know them. And they're asking to be friends out of the blue when I've been posting that I'm about to win this big contest. No, there are no coincidences. I politely said, your husband, I believe, is in the BW. They can help you with that. Follow up with them. And I haven't messaged back because I'm certain that that person is. Because it was that person's husband that was showing me, sending me pictures of his shirt 
off in 2021 that I didn't ask for. I've had to deal with a bunch of nasty men. It is what it is. We're five days away from a very powerful position that is a lifetime assignment. And so I have to be the example for women to cover yourselves, to be examples of what it means to be a wife and to be honest if I make mistakes and share those stories out loud to help you learn to grow as well and to demonstrate humility. I'm learning. None of us are perfect. I certainly never imagined he would call me into ministry after cohabitating with my first husband before we got married for like five years before we got married. He can call anybody at any time if you have a heart to serve. And I've always had a heart to serve, but it's been real bad in our economy for the middle class for a long time. Things are things are moving in a positive direction now. Keep your head up. Keep your head up. That's what I remember Les Brown said that. If you can look up, you can get up. If you fall on your back. I can't wait. The rest of my life is going to be outstanding. Outstanding because I choose love. Faith, hope, and love are good, but the best is love. Talk about it now. Say the name. Okay, so I'm not going to say the name, but I've got a business for all three. (laughs) Business ideas, I should say. And uh, my husband and I are spiritually connected, so I believe he knows exactly what I'm talking about. I'm sure his buddies will send him this sermon. I can't wait to see him. I'm going to be seeing my husband in five days, you guys. It's been a year and a half. Zero contact. The Illuminati deep state made it look so believable. They tried to get the white hats to be mad at me. (laughs) They tried their best to make it look like I had betrayed my husband. Yeah. The most fierce trained assassin in the whole world. And my husband knew that I didn't so he had to make it look so believable to calm down the situation after these assholes separated my business partner from me for a year threatened her active duty status to call me otherwise they would have kicked her out of the military yeah a black female officer they don't care about anybody's skin color All they care about is keeping money in their pockets. Ugh, don't trust the government. Jesus said that too. Trust in the Father. He's in charge of it all. I can't wait to see my husband. Anything else, Father? All right, he's sending me to the Old Testament. Ezekiel. Ezekiel saw the wheel. That was a song we sang at our choral festival. Oh, what year was this, Father? I think I was like maybe a sophomore in high school. Ezekiel saw the wheel. 
Way up in the middle of the year, Ezekiel saw the whale. <laughs> I remember it was in Olson Auditorium at Pacific Lutheran University. All the choirs in the whole district, all the top singers joined in. It was a pretty cool all-day event. All right, back to the Bible. Ezekiel 17.4. He, uh, this is two eagles and a vine. He broke off its topmost shoot and carried it away to the land of merchants, where he planted it in a city of traders. He took some of the seed of your land and put it in fertile soil. He planted it like a willow by abundant water, and it sprouted and became a low-spreading vine. Its branches turned toward him, but its roots remained under it. So it became a vine and produced branches and put out leafy boughs. But there was another great eagle with powerful wings and full plumage. The vine now sent out its roots towards him from the plot where it was planted and stretched out its branches to him for water. It had been planted in good soil by abundant water so that it would produce branches, bear fruit, and become a splendid vine. Say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Will it thrive? Will it not be uprooted and stripped of its fruit so that it withers? All its new growth will wither. It will not take a strong arm or many people to pull it up by the roots, even if it is. Even if it is transplanted, will it thrive? Will it not wither completely when the east wind strikes it, wither away in the plot where it grew? Then the word of the Lord came to me, Say to this rebellious house, Do you not know what these things mean? Say to them, the king of Babylon went to Jerusalem and carried off her king and her nobles, bringing them back with him to Babylon. Then he took a member of the royal family and made a treaty with him, putting him under oath. He also carried away the leading men of the land, so that the kingdom would be brought low, unable to rise again, surviving only by keeping his treaty. But the king rebelled against him by sending his envoys to Egypt to get horses and a large army. Will he succeed? Will he who does such things escape? Will he break the treaty and yet escape? As surely as I live, declares the Sovereign Lord, he shall die in Babylon in the land of the king, who put him on the throne, whose oath he despised, and whose treaty he broke. Pharaoh, with his mighty army and great horde, will be of no help to him in war when ramps are built and siege works erected to destroy many lives. He despised the oath by breaking the covenant because he had given his hand in pledge and yet did all these things he shall not escape. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says, as surely as I live, I will bring down on his head my oath that he despised and my covenant that he broke. I will spread my net for him and he will be caught in my snare. I will bring him to Babylon and execute judgment upon him there, because he was unfaithful to me. All his fleeing troops will fall by the sword, and the survivors will be scattered to the winds. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I myself will take a shoot from the very top of a cedar and plant it. I will break off a tender sprig, from its topmost shoots, and plant it on a high and lofty mountain. On the mountain heights of Israel I will plant it. It will produce branches and bear fruit and become a splendid cedar. Birds of every kind will nest in it. They will find shelter in the shade of its branches. 
all the trees of the field will know that I, the Lord, bring down the tall tree and make the low tree grow tall. I dry up the green tree and make the dry tree flourish. I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will do it. Amen. Amen. I'm sure those of you that are listening, <clears throat> that are the white hats around the world, have gotten what you need to get out of that. War is coming very soon. The Lord told me that in my last sermon. Very specifically, um, the last sermon, he said 37 days, and then I looked it up on the calendar, and that's November 17th, and that was in alignment. I didn't count it out. I didn't look. I just speak these things, and he speaks through me. That's the Holy Spirit living inside me. My body is his temple. And he had told me months ago that the internet was going to go down. And he's been telling me the same date over and over again, November 17th. And that was in alignment to the exact day. There are no coincidences. Our phones, we all, if you're in the U.S., we all had the notification of the broadcast and on the televisions. There are no coincidences. The Holy Spirit told me my vision, my purpose for this year. And there's something that's going to happen that's going to interrupt TV. So I have a feeling that's in alignment with the truth being revealed and our commander-in-chief getting back to his rightful place in office. And those contracts being signed in private. No one, no one that is practicing the satanic cult practice of sacrificing children in private to stay looking younger will be allowed to be in power anymore in America. We're going to sign a treaty many of these people will be meeting with, have been or used to be involved in it through their money or their actions. And according to the RICO Act, if your money is associated with the harming of children, then you are just as guilty. So that is why I have been blocked from making money for three years, because the White Hats decided to protect me and use me as bait to see how many people were involved in it. It goes very deep, and they have, they've saved all the evidence. They've traced it all. We're going to completely obliterate the Illuminati off the face of the earth. That is my commitment to you. As best as we can, because the Lord reveals their names to me. The top leader names. Yeah, I have very powerful spiritual gifts, and I'm grateful. I give all credit, all credit to the glory of the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. And any future events, He told me, you will. Say the name of Jesus Christ as whom you worship, the Holy Trinity, at the beginning of all events, both live and online. He is the king of the world. The enemy has domain until Jesus comes back, and then Jesus will reign on the earth for a thousand years. Yes, Father, he wants me to go to New Testament. Second, if you want to turn to Second Corinthians with me. Second Corinthians thirteen four final warnings. For to be sure he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by God's power. Likewise we are weak in him, yet by God's power we will live with him to serve you. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do not realize that Christ Jesus is in you, unless, of course, you fail the test. And I trust that you will discover that we have not failed the test. Now we pray to God 
that you will do will not do anything wrong not that people will see that we have stood the test but that you will do what is right even though you may seem to have failed for we cannot do anything against the truth but only for the truth we are glad whenever we are weak but you are strong and our prayer is for your perfection this is why I write these things when I am absent that when I come I may not have to be harsh in my use of authority the authority the Lord gave me for building you up not for tearing you down yes father finally brothers say goodbye aim for perfection listen to my appeal be of one mind live in peace and the God of love and peace will be with you amen greet one another with a holy kiss all the saints send their greetings amen that father okay he says I can wrap it up so if you don't have personal relationship with the father and you'd like to be able to die to yourself and to live for him fully it's a free gift uh, just repeat after me dear Heavenly Father thank you for this gift of salvation I can't earn it or buy it you give it freely to those who believe in your son Jesus Christ Father, I make mistakes, but I don't desire to continue. Please come into my heart and show me how to choose your love and make good decisions. Thank you. I receive this gift of salvation. I pray this in your name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, we want to welcome you to the family. Your next step is to get plugged into a Bible-based church in person since the internet's going to get shut down in November. That means phone lines will not work. That means uh, banks will be shut down. That means utter chaos for people that don't have a relationship with the Father. Get plugged in to a church. Tell them about this sermon. And volunteer with first responders if you can and veterans make friends with them see how you can serve in your church and spread the message we need to protect kids because these child abductors it's the fastest growing nasty business in the world so that is why i believe the white hats are going to siphon their uh, access to their banks to make to cause them to be upset with each other and then they will start fighting each other and destroy one another all right uh, or whatever the Lord will do whatever he does best so that means that they're they're gonna start acting out because criminals they get worse when they get stressed they don't think with sound minds and when they can't access their money they're gonna start doing crazier things so if there's kids at these churches that you belong to make sure you tell the leaders that are volunteering if they have uh, checkout policy on the computers Tell them to go old school and be, be prepared to have things written down and um, make sure they can get stickers with the identification numbers and just have a, a, a log, write the number of the sticker uh, according to the kid and the parent and make sure the parents know and they show their ID and they can, you know, take a photocopy of the ID to make sure they bring the parent, the kid back to the rightful parent and whatnot. Uh, but they're going to start acting out. They're going to start... Um, I don't know exactly how they're going to do things, but just think about where kids go. Kids go to school, kids go to church. 
Um, kids might go to uh, youth group programs or daycares, so we need to have extra bodies, extra security at these kinds of places. Um, I remember uh, I grew up in a very rough area, and I also taught in that area. And any time there was a bank robbery, they, the police would notify the schools because they didn't know it within a close geographic location, of course. They'd let us know, and then we would do a lockdown at the school. So um, walkie-talkies probably will work to a certain distance, mileage, and whatnot, uh, but I don't have all those skills. So get plugged in with volunteers in your area and first responders and uh, start strategizing. Communicate with other churches if you have family and friends. Let them know if they live in other states. Communicate with them if they live in other countries. Reach out to them and just let them know, hey, um, our Internet's not going to be on. We're not going to be able to communicate with you. November 17th, and I'm not sure how long it's going to be off for, but we need to drag out these rats, all these nasty people that are profiting off the children of the world, and we need to stop them from doing that. Not just 1% of them. No, we need to stop it completely, because otherwise, if you don't stop criminals, they'll get worse. We need to stop them from making money, because it is against the law in every country in the world. It's capital crimes, arms against children. That is why Trump will get back in his rightful position, because he went to all the major nations, and he showed them all the evidence of who's involved in it. And so we are debt-free, and he's about to get right back in his position, and positive changes are going to happen for Americans. But we all need to do our part, step up, and protect the kids. All right, anything else, Father? Okay. Bicycles? Okay, bicycles and dumbbells to be sent. If you have money to allocate bicycles and dumbbells to be sent to Zimbabwe, to the U.S. Embassy of Zimbabwe. Uh, weights like uh, dumbbell weights or weighted balls, things of that nature. Anything else, Father? Okay, he says, nope, sing it with excellence. Don't forget to tell someone you love them today. And we'll see you next time.